0: G'day, welcome back to the ramblings from the road where I'm likely to ramble on almost as much as an elected government official as they dodge and duck and weave and bullshit their way around getting our country out of this fucking lockdown Buckle up bitches, here we go again So g'day everybody, what is going on in your world? Um, It's almost rhetorical at the moment because I think we all know the answer to that, fuck all, because everybody's in lockdown pretty much all around the world and we're sick of it. Um, I know I am, this is starting to turn into a fairly major head fuck, um, as witnessed by Already I'm dropping heaps of profanity because I'm over this. But um, really, this hasn't been good for anybody, I don't think. Um, Since I talked to you all last, I was a close contact with a COVID case. One of the new Delta strains, the nasty strain. So had to quarantine solid 14 days, not seeing anybody, not doing anything. Uh, Then I got out of that and basically wasn't asked to return to work because everything was shut down and they were trying to save money and they figured they'd try and make as much money out of reduced staff working three times as hard. Only it wasn't me that was there. So that was a nice change. However, I felt for the boys that were still left on the front line, um, putting up with all the the crap. But... um, only just managed to go back to work whether it's a short burst or not because we just got more lockdown orders so don't know Um, I'm guessing I'll be at work for another three to five days before I either get told to go home again for another month or whatever it's going to be or if they keep me on because they can actually see the smarts of keeping people employed that actually know what they're doing and we don't overwork the poor bastards that are uh, left at the moment So, yeah, that will remain to be seen. Um, What else can I tell you all? Uh, The close contact thing was really no dice, no issue, no hassle. Um, Didn't have any symptoms. Two negative tests. No surprise. Happy days. There's a new strain. Uh, I don't think they've given it a name. Or they might have, and I've forgotten. That's probably more like it. Uh, It got spotted in South America somewhere and South Africa, I believe, and I'm sure they're going to talk it up and it'll be a more virulent strain and a different strain and a nastier strain, I'm guessing. They wouldn't really make mention of it if it was a nice, peaceful one that... uh, cooked your dinner and bought you flowers and it was really good to you so I'm sure it's going to be something shitty so I don't know if we're if they're talking about this thing getting out and making a mess yet or where that's up to I guess we'll see in days and weeks and months to come Um, but honestly this stuff's just messing with my head effectively from now to the end of the year uh, there's no racing all my racing uh, has been cancelled there's no social stuff really planned and it can't be because what's the point because they're gonna get shut down tossed out uh, rescheduled whatever it's gonna be and I think we're all past that one as well so yeah I've lost a heap of racing have been able to train so that bit's been kind of okay um, Maybe not to the the degree that I'd like to, but better than nothing at all. Um, Yeah, what else? The the mighty Godzilla um, is a victim of the COVID lockdown in that um, she did a good showing up at a drag meet, uh, show meet and everything, and then I left it uh, with... My tuning shop to have some bigger stoppers fitted, and it has got some immense six-spot alcons on the front and four spots on the rear. Um, and the weekend that I was due to pick it up was when this lockdown bullshit started, which was months ago now, and she's just been sitting up in Sydney at the workshop because no one's allowed in, no one's allowed out. But uh, thankfully the guys there um Are actually finding a way to transport it down to me at some stage soon so that hopefully will be a bit of a win Um, so no driving of the fast car wouldn't matter anyway because you're not allowed to drive more than five kilometers and maybe I think it's now 10 kilometers in your local area from your home so I can't even go and get fuel in the thing Um, so anyway hopefully I get that back at least I can polish it and pretend like I can drive somewhere in that Um, yeah life is pretty boring I'm sure everybody's going through way worse but I do know there's a lot of people that are right on the edge of cracking they're about to melt from all of this um, the strain and the stress and the pain in the ass that all of this is so yeah it's definitely not cool I haven't got much more left in me before I just uh throw caution in the wind and say fuck it and go out and get on with life and I think the rest of the uh state is probably getting close to that themselves where they just say they've had enough and stop pandering to all of this and they just get on with it because it's just unbelievable but that's my story so far in terms of the COVID crap uh Let's look into some other stuff as we go and yeah I have no idea what to talk about, but I'm sure I'll find something because I always do So another virus fueled day here in sunny down under that's actually not so sunny We're about to get some sort of apocalyptic rainstorm come through for the next two, three, four days. They, the weathermen in their defense have been getting better and better and better and no longer just seem to be throwing a 20 cent piece in the air and calling heads or tails as to what the day is going to do. Maybe it's new tech, maybe it's they've just got their shit together or somebody threatened them with uh, a beating that generally I reckon, anyway, for the last six months, 12 months, a couple of years, maybe the weather reports have actually been fairly accurate. So, uh, these days, if they say it's going to pour cats and dogs, generally you can start debating the species and uh, breeds of cats and dogs. But maybe two, five, ten years ago, somebody would say, oh, it's going to rain, and you go, what do the weathermen know? And it turns out it was a beautiful day, and it was just so random. But now they seem to be actually onto it. So there's a bunch of rain coming this way. It's Wednesday, so it's middle of the week for me. Uh, Personally not happy for the next three days' rain, because that means by the time it gets to the weekend, even if the rain backs off, the trails for a mountain bike will be ruined. And there goes... Not so much training, uh, but training on the mountain bike. And I want to really get out and start doing a couple of different specific things. Because Cape Epic 2022, so March next year, is on bitches. Um, There's a few little caveats on that one. But uh, the 2021 race that should have been March and then got... Uh, probably shut down uh, and shuffled is on in October so next month uh, I will be watching that like a freaking hawk uh, to see who's doing what and all the rest uh, more so to have a look at the course that they're doing next month because that means pretty much they won't use any of those courses in March so it just takes them out of the equation as to what I might be riding come March and um, there's a couple of different um, courses that I really like the, the look of the feel of um, in 2019 when I was there I got to see uh, especially Nino Scherter and Lars Foster coming into Stellenbosch um, there's a bit of trail just outside of Stellenbosch uh, before the finish. Uh, they'd already ridden hundred something kilometers or whatever the heck it was, worse. Uh, but as they were coming into it, there's a trail called uh, the G-Spot, which, rude or not, is an awesome name for a trail. Um, and the aerial footage of, of Nino whipping it off jumps and Lars and that, having fun and, and the flow. So I'm hoping and praying that they throw that part of the track into the 2022 course somewhere uh, it moves every year for those that aren't aware um, but they do tend to come back to certain uh, pieces of trail that they uh, have used in the past that have been popular um, there's another one out the back of it's not her somewhere somewhere out the back uh, called skyfall which is on private property um, and it's kind of what it sounds like it's a big bunch of switchbacks dropping down the side of a, a mountain face and um, And that looks epic as well and it's pretty much only ever used um every so often in cape epic races so i'm hoping we might be due again we'll see so yeah the little caveats uh australia and its bloody flight plans and virus and all the rest Um, at the moment the country's yapping on about hopefully having international flights up and running very soon that's a bit of an open-ended very soon very soon could be six to 12 months in the current scope of things but they're talking hopefully by christmas they'll open up uh, flights uh, around the world we shall see i will be getting a hold of my uh, regular travel lady and saying as soon as this shit comes up book them dano um get me onto flights It's. I haven't got dates yet uh, from the, the March Cape Epic crew, but I will have that shortly, I think. Um, they've got enough on their plates getting ready to get next month's up and running, but uh, I'll be asking the questions so I can plan. But um, I will leave it until the start of January, and if Australia hasn't pulled its proverbial finger out and nobody knows what we're doing for um, travel, then... I will have to make the call to postpone again till 2023. But at the moment, it's all systems go. So basically, we're six months out right now. Um, The hard graft really begins in terms of longer, more demanding rides, testing rides. The base training's done. Um, There's always stuff to do. There's, There's never... You can never go into it well you can go into an event over trained but can't go into a an event over prepared I don't believe um, so yeah I'm just going to carry on like I'm going uh, which means rain events like this weekend means I'll probably spend a um, hundred kilometers on a trainer uh, indoors watching a screen and trying not to get bored out of my scon, rather than going out and wrecking a bike on the trails um or if it's maybe halfway i might get the gravel bike out and go and do that sort of thing i think i'm actually coming up to as of march uh just gone to now i think i've done march or april i've done 100 training rides um as of this weekend i think i'm at 98 now 97 um 98 will be tonight 99 will be thursday morning tomorrow morning and then kind of a day off on friday ride wise and then saturday will be ride number 100 so in my head 100 kilometers uh, on my 100th ride would be what i'm gunning for just just because a bit of a milestone thing and then it starts ramping up so yeah um so at the moment scary as it is uh and into the unknown but it looks like i'm throwing it all out there to get my ass across to south africa Um, my current racing slash training buddy doesn't look like he's going to be able to make it across to south africa next march so we'll just keep training together and doing the thing i am on the hunt for a racing partner for over there i may have found as a nice south african gentleman who's dropped me a line a mexican guy that i know from cape epic has dropped me a line and um a very cool uh i think he's austrian fella that actually lives in south africa um some of the year uh has dropped me a line and yeah i think I'll, i'll probably do a little bit of forwards and backwards and see what feels to be a good fit and um yeah if we can lock in somebody that I'll be racing with and they'll be racing with me next March, that just takes one more thing out of it and we can just get on with training so that's the plans, let's see what happens. Switching topics, driving in, Um, I've lost track with all this virus stuff, there's less people out on the road, but the amount of people that are on the road seem to be, most of them seem to be exceptionally distracted. I uh, do this little rambling crap with a hands-free kit and I just get on with driving and I'm basically talking to myself, Um, but the amount of people that are driving up a dead straight road and you can see from a distance that they're just not with it and they'll slowly wander across into your lane and they'll drive at you for a hundred meters, 200 meters, slowly coming into your lane at you before they realize what the fuck they're doing or not doing properly. Um, And it's just, I don't know if this is, everyone's just so tired and over it and they're just, now they're, there's nobody out in the roads, they're just looking at their phones. I've, the only thing I can really work out or, or guess is that people are looking at their phones. Um, the fellow that just nearly had a head on with me and I basically had to stop so he could get back on into his lane, moron. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw in the last 50 meters before he was gonna hit me, he had his eyes down and Pretty sure he's not checking his oil gauge or his fuel gauge or his gear position or whatever pretty sure he's just looking at his phone um but there seems to be a lot of that and i'm wondering with less cars around if everyone's just not worried about playing bumper cars with everybody and they're just happy to sort of wobble all over the road because there's less to hit and they don't feel as accountable not sure um Just an observation, so thoughts? Question mark? So a quick, um, well probably not quick because I ramble on and things go out for uh, ages. Uh, Thoughts on coffee? Coffee's one of my uh, great, not just pleasures, I guess, but it's, a, it's halfway between necessity and a want and a, definitely an addiction. Um, anybody who says you can't get addicted to coffee hasn't drunk coffee. <laughs> um, the, my coffee story started many, many years ago. My mum and dad would have coffees every morning and they split up and who's whoever uh i happen to be with at whatever time would always have a coffee in the morning and i'd remember the smell i remember having a sip of dad's coffee which in hindsight was definitely instant many many eons ago and just going blurt don't know why you drink this stuff don't know why people depend on it and all the rest anyway left that alone for ages um back in the i'm guessing early 90s um I was going out with this girl that her big thing was uh, going down to the local uh, hip coffee spot with her girlfriends uh, basically to be seen but they'd drink coffee and one time she said come down and meet the girls and have a coffee with us and I said I don't drink coffee and she was horrified she didn't realise this we weren't that close like obviously and anyway drove down with her and the girls and all the rest and uh, I think I got a hot chocolate and they all sat there and judged me on having a hot chocolate instead of a coffee and that happened a few times over and didn't really think much of it and then one time we were there and she said why don't you drink coffee and I said I don't like the taste and she said I think her words were something along the lines of oh you know it's an acquired taste or what have you tried and really come up with anything good anyway she convinced me get something sweet because you like hot chocolate so get a cappuccino and put two or three sugars in it and see see if you can handle that and i did and i i could um not knowing the error of my ways then but um it was sweet enough so i could drink it and i was happy enough and i was then i was know, welcomed into the circle of the nattering girls. I just sat off to one side and read a magazine and watched the motorbikes go by, I think. Um, anyway, I slowly put less and less sugar in with the cappuccino. Um, and then at some point me and that girl broke up, went our separate ways. And But I would then um, go out in the motorbike and when I'd stop somewhere, I'd stop and have a coffee and I'd wound up pairing it back so that it wasn't cappuccinos and it was just uh flat whites which i can't remember the americans called americana or something cafe latte is slightly different i could never work out the differences but that's what i drink so anyway um and then as things progressed um i would try different coffees at different places and i would start to notice that some were you know, I didn't like the taste of that one. It tasted like it was too milky, or too burnt, or um, not strong enough, or too strong, or whatever. And I, I got to mm-hmm. sort of looking into a little bit into you know, what I like in a coffee and kind of how it's done. Um, I will never drink instant, um, even in a pinch. God, that stuff is just horrible. Um, and one thing I worked out relatively early on is i don't really need coffee to give me a wake up um occasionally if i'm really really flat it gives me a little bit of a jolt if i have a triple shot or uh, espresso or something like that um if i'm really really down i can feel a, a few benefits there maybe i'm having myself on maybe i drink it every day and it actually does wake me up and i don't realize it's any different maybe i'd be worse off and i've gone off the the stuff black gold from time to time and it hasn't really affected me either way I can uh, live without it and no problems but I do like the taste of it so um, I'm convinced that I don't drink it for its uh, for the caffeine side of things Um, that if I drink a, a bottle of coke that keeps me awake horribly and I i hate that stuff cuz it's so bad for you but if you ever see me with a bottle of coke in my hand uh you know i'm really really tired or dragging my butt um all the usual energy drinks that all these young and these drink these days the the monster energies and the uh red bull and all the rest don't actually really seem to do anything for me uh other than taste super super sugary and uh i don't really they don't really sort of wake me up um the real what I call the real Red Bull, the, the Thailand Red Bull. That's a different kettle of fish. That thing has about 800 cups of coffee and 20 different cans of Coke in it or something. I don't know. That stuff makes my heart beat out of control. It's not nice. Um, and I've, I've had it, I think, about three times in my life and I'll never have it again. It just makes me feel bad. It probably hurts my heart too, I guess. Anyway, um, so coffee is for a lot of people a way of life and I think as a cyclist um, we do tend to everybody goes oh I see all the fucking roadies or all the cyclists at the cafes being seen in their horrible lycra and having a coffee It's. I'd rather go off the beaten track and find some little coffee shop that does a good coffee not be seen but just have a good coffee because it's just for me the ritual of it all and the the relaxing and stopping for a moment to enjoy the the flavor and then you put your kit back on and go out and ride harder and do it all again and whatever but yeah coffee and maybe a, a little bit to eat uh mid-ride has always been not a nice thing it's not mandatory but i do enjoy it um the coffee thinking all came about a mate of mine actually my training partner um has a podcast himself called Beast Monkey Podcast. So I recommend checking it out if you're into gaming, um, fighting MMA, if you like, uh, general chit-chat, comedy. There's a bit of everything in it, actually. Um, He usually gets him and some of his mates together and they'll talk about whatever comes up. Uh, I've done one podcast with him myself, that was all well, basically motorsport based. Um, we, we talked a lot about cars, my car and everything in between. But um, yeah, it, uh, he was talking on his podcast the other day with the boys about how much coffee can you have. And one of the guys cited a study somewhere that said, you can have 25 cups of coffee a day and it'll still be, it'll be good for you or it'll at least be okay. To which all of us went, <laughs> fucking nah. And it, I guess it goes along the lines of confirmation bias that if you want to find some study somewhere that says the earth is flat or pedophilia is good or uh, religion doesn't have any money behind it or whatever it is that you, I'm just picking random controversial things. Um, but if you find something, you can find something that says D all of the above that falls in line with your thinking merely because, you know, somebody out there has done five or 10 studies on it or collated them or whatever. But, um, I guess it's like at the moment, controversially, it's like the, uh, studies on, uh the COVID vaccine and you get all these people going oh there's all these studies that say it'll kill you and make you impotent and this that and the other and, and there's about 10 out there by you know some wackadoo at, at the back in his own lab and not peer reviewed and yeah same thing that uh, if you find an argument for something very strange you might find just as many arguments um, in the negative for that something strange uh, either way so for the hundreds of thousands of proven uh tests that if you break your arm it will hurt you'll get five idiots to go it doesn't hurt at all and here's the scientific proof so uh, if you're one of those guys that breaks a limb and it never hurt and you go out and you study this And you go, well, clearly I was right because there's studies that say breaking an arm doesn't hurt and everybody else is wrong and I'm right. So the coffee thing was, yeah, you could have, I think it was 25 odd cups a day. Uh, And there was a study done as to, you know, what's good for your heart and this, that and the other. And I've got to say, 25 cups of coffee a day can't be good for pretty much anything. If you know anything about diuretics and caffeine and everything in between. Um, but yeah, that's just what got me thinking about the, the coffee side of things um, Funnily enough, I'm just slowing down the car Because there's a guy pulling in in a really nice coffee spot just in front of me uh, I'm a little jealous I'd best go get a coffee So yeah, what do you drink? Why do you have it? Um, is it essential? Is it something you can live without? Is it you hate it? Um, you don't see the point in it? or the above don't know yeah have a think about that stuff the black gold and we're back on a tuesday that feels like a monday um had a long weekend i can't remember this australia actually has a lot of long weekends Um, Anyway, uh, basically a three day weekend So Saturday was supposed to be a big day on the bike But it was pouring rain and it was horrible And things just didn't work And I was feeling uh, a little bit on the nasty side Upset stomach and things like that So I just called it a day and uh, thought better of it Um, Sunday however swung around and saw an opportunity so i grabbed the uh the gravel bike and took off uh on a bit of a mission and 120 kilometers later and about uh, i think it wound up being about 4,000 feet of climbing um had a really good day and the saddle felt spot on on top of the world it just just felt Yeah, exactly how I needed it. Slightly tweaked a knee on the last 20 kilometres coming home, but um, not badly. It was just something I was aware of and and sort of rode my way around it, so I was pretty happy about that. Um, that, uh, I got a massage on Saturday, uh, in amongst the rain and everything like that, which shook my legs out and and felt better. Uh, The original plan obviously was to do a big ride on Saturday and then come back and be right to go for the massage for Saturday afternoon to to fix me as it were but as it turned out massage Saturday afternoon shake the legs out and then go for a big ride and and that may have I have to do a little bit of experimenting on which side of a ride massage works best for me but that might be a a new revelation I'm not sure I think I was just having a good day on the bike Uh, and then uh, yesterday I just went out for a nice hour spin just to shake the legs out on the road bike um, to get rid of some of the the tiredness the lethargy from the, the 120 the day before and did a little bit of work around the house uh, fired up the GDR and took it for a run um, it's nice having a home now she's pretty much all done um, the big brakes are fitted I've got some six-spot Alcons on the front four-spot Alcons on the rear uh, I think the rear discs, I'll have to get some measurements, are actually bigger than the original front discs I had, and the front ones that are on there now are enormous. Um, suffice to say, she stops when I put the foot, middle foot uh, hard down. Um, actually rode the, or drove the uh, car in to see my training partner and um, catch him up and uh, took him for a drive, and um, I think I might have shocked him a little bit. I'm not sure if he was expecting such such a vicious thing out of a 30 year old car or thereabouts and so that was a bit of fun and now it's kind of the come down uh i've trained this morning i, I did an hour in uh, endurance work on the, the indoor trainer it is fucking freezing someone suddenly turned the the temperature right down um it's gray There's, there seems to be a little bit of rain about but it is cold um very unseasonal for this time of the year I wouldn't say it's freezing it feels freezing but it's not freezing by definition Um, I think it's about 8 degrees with a top of 13 as opposed to freezing which is obviously zero Um, but centigrade I can't remember how that works in Fahrenheit I think 22 is freezing Fahrenheit I think that's our equivalent of zero something in that range anyway Yeah, it's a bit of a come down, so short week at work, Tuesday through Friday, uh, still reduced hours with the whole COVID bullshit, but um, at least there seems to be some sort of way out of it. Um, All the politicians are resigning left, right and centre, uh, probably for more dubious reasons other than the fact that they couldn't get their shit together for COVID, but... um, We seem to be on track to get all the vaccines done and to the point where at least if you get sick, it's not deathly sick or um, hopefully just don't get sick at all. Uh, One of the upshots is they're going to be opening up travel. So I have shot a line to my travel agent who she's looked after me for decades now, it seems, um, to say, start looking for dates because... yeah, March next year, I 100% plan to be fronting the line in South Africa at the Cape Epic and spending eight days in the Hurt Locker. So looking forward to it. It's, um, yeah, it's going to be a good thing. Anyway, um, that's my week coming up, which will just be back into work, some training, um, looking forward to the weekend again. And yeah, how about you? Don't know what you lot are all up to, but um, hopefully, good things await and onwards and upwards. Yeah, so this oh, God, can't get my words together. Some other cool things that happened over the weekend um, in the first. Time in history, it was the women's Parry Roubaix, and for the first time in two and a half years, it was the men's Parry Roubaix, and it turned out to be an absolute cracker. I'm I'm kind of on the fence about this one. It was uh, for those that know Parry Roubaix, the hell of the north, um, one that most people call the toughest one-day racing in the UCI calendar, in the road racing world calendar. Um, that's held. Uh, across a relatively flat course, although deceptively so, as it turns out, Um, but across cobblestones the size of babies' heads uh, that swallow wheels and smash dreams, and it's just generally what it sounds like. It's the hell of the north. It starts just outside of Paris, Compiègne, I think from memory, uh, and goes all the way north, almost to the Belgian border uh, of a town called Roubaix and it's it's known for these cobbled sections in the race. Uh, it's not the whole race, it's just bits of the race. Um, I can't remember how many kilometers all up. I've got 60 kilometers of cobbles in my head all up. There's, and I should know this, but I'm having a brain fade. I need another coffee. Uh, there's 20 something sections of Parve. Um, and it's nuts. It is just anarchy on a bike and For the first time since 2002, it was a wet Roubaix, which means it gets all the more crazy and dangerous, and it's, yeah, the danger factor goes up to 11. Um, Well, actually, that's probably not right because it's already at 11. That race is just bad enough as it is. Um, I'd suggest it goes to 20 out of 10 uh, when it's wet. And yeah, it's the first time it's rained since 2002, and it was on like Donkey Kong. Uh, the women's race was held on Saturday. Uh, Lizzie Dynan from England won it, uh, going completely sideways and tearing all of the skin off her hands, just trying to hang onto the handlebars and bleeding all over a handlebar tape, and it, it was just bonkers. Um, there were some really heavy crashes. I, I think there was um, a number of ladies that was there was uh, one of the top ladies actually broke her shoulder and a pelvis, I think, from memory. Um, this course is just so unforgiving. Um, but props to the English woman, she just destroyed everybody and rode away from them. And it was, yeah, it was um, a classic for, for the ages from that point of view. And then the men's race, it continued raining through Saturday night, a torrential rain, and Sunday. Oh, I th- honestly think they would have been, done it better if they were on mountain bikes. It was insane. The, the footage, if you get to see it, was out of control. Um, so many crashes and mechanicals and um, I think, honestly, the, it went from the gun um, right from basically as soon as they rolled out of Compiègne that it was on like Donkey Kong. Um, and within the first, I don't know, 10 maybe 20 kilometers you couldn't even recognize half of the riders for the the mud on their faces and by the end of it 260 odd kilometers just shy of 260 kilometers of racing of throwing down uh, it wound up being a, a three-man sprint uh, with big Matthias van der Poel um, who I think was a bit of a crowd favorite. His first ever Roubaix getting third. Uh, a relative unknown, and uh, uh, forgive me, I've forgotten his name, but uh, a Trek rider, a young fella, uh, getting second just to Sonny Cabrelli um, from um, Bahrain, Merida, they've got a new name now. Um, bahrain victorious something like that anyway uh sonny cabrelli the italian champion uh just getting it line, and um just amazing race absolutely amazing um interesting fact all three guys that were on the podium had never raced rivay before which i think is the first i don't believe that's ever happened before um There's been first timers that have stood on the podium amongst other experienced people, but three first timers, and you can't say beginner's luck, you just say the the hard men got up and saw the opportunity and made the most of it. Um, Absolutely ballistic race. So that was cool. Uh, The World Marathon mountain bike championships were on. Um, Beck McConnell from my home city uh, was racing um, and she went top 10 in the ladies. Maja Wazowska, uh, from Poland, who was a, uh, 2000 and... God, I think she might have even been the original women's marathon world champion when they introduced that. So mountain biking, you've got XCO, which is sort of a shorter lap and multiple laps, and it's usually over and done within about an hour and a half-ish. Uh, a full-on racing marathon world championships, much much longer. What it sounds like, it's a marathon. Uh, so they're out there for 115 kilometres, I think the course was this time, uh, on an island in Sicily. Um, and I think the winning lady's time was about four and three-quarter hours. Um, a very young Austrian lady, 19, I believe, and she rode away from Wujaska, who was. Like I said, I think she was the original mountain bike marathon world champion when they first opened the class up in the ladies' division. And I know she's gotten silvers and bronzes, and this time around she she still got the silver in what was, I believe, her last race. So um, I said a quick hello to her at Cape Epic in 2019, and she's a lovely lady. Um, And she's got a a stellar career behind her that, um, yeah we could all dream of having something that good. So that was cool. Uh, I'm just in the middle of watching the replay of the men's. I know Nino was uh, up the front doing his thing, but um, that distance doesn't really, it's not something he's trained for. Um, Being the best in the world at a certain distance doesn't necessarily make you the best in the world at all distances. So um, I, I think I heard a rumor Going around uh, that gave me the impression he didn't win, but that wouldn't surprise me if that's the case. So don't wreck it for me. No spoiler alerts. I'm going to uh, watch that probably tonight when I get home and um, watch their four hours of Smash Fest. See what happens there because that's going to be pretty cool. Um, there was, I know there was a big Red Bull uh, event on, and I can't think it wasn't Rampage. Might have been Rampage. It's one of the Red Bull events. Uh, Crankworks, I think it might have been actually. Um, haven't had a look at that. I, I, that was just one in the periphery that I'll have to go back to Red Bull's uh, rabbit hole of a uh, website or um, app where you start watching one thing, the next thing you know, you're 20 videos deep in parkour or some crazy cliff diving or yeah anyway um, i love what Red Bull does but I I never managed to go there and just find and watch what I wanted to it's always something takes my mind away Um, easily distracted on that front but yeah so that was uh, there was plenty going on on the weekend Uh, not quite sure know, I think it's next weekend is the last UCI road race in the season, Uh, Lombardia, uh, Tour of Lombardy, Um, and then I think it's, yeah, it's done, everybody's over until January, which traditionally the kickoff for the UCI calendar is the Tour Down Under, I can't quite remember all this stupid virus stuff if that's kicking off this coming January or not I'd love to go over and have a look but we'll see Um, yeah not sure so plenty of racing has been done tiny bit left to go and then I think we basically everybody starts shutting down with a view towards um, Christmas which is a bit crap because it's only October and I suppose Australia we're a little bit different Um, there's only really us uh, South Africa and South America that are, we're coming into our summers and the rest of the world doesn't give a shit about us so they're all shutting down. Um, so we're just getting getting jumping as it were and yeah, the rest of the world says nah, it's time for some schnapps and steins and off they go. Everybody winds it back a notch. Um, kind of works in my favour especially with the, the view to Cape Epic coming up. Uh, that's March. There is actually... Ooh, one last huge race that uh, must be a UCI recognised event in the mountain bike world is Cape Epic Part 2 for this year which will be um, run and done in October this month. Um, it's the the one that carries over from what would have been Cape Epic in March this year and that got shut down and all the rest from... Um, Uh, COVID so I know the Cape Epic organizers are running what they call a skeleton staff they haven't got as many volunteers in I don't know what the um, numbers are like in terms of entrance not really sure but I'm gonna see if I can find uh, coverage of that all the way through just to it's kind of a moot point because we're not uh, they rarely use back-to-back courses uh, the same course, they're, they're always sort of shuffling it around. They'll have a couple of favourites uh, that they'll incorporate every second or third year or whatever that they'll come back to. Um, I'm hoping and praying, God, that we get um, the back of Stellenbosch. There's a, a piece of trail called the G Spot, and uh, there's another one called Skyfall. Um, I'm, God, I just hope we get both of those in next year's event. Uh, I'm just being greedy and selfish and whatever for myself, um, but those two pieces, and there's there's a bunch of other pieces, of course, that I saw in 2019 um, that really inspired me, that I thought, God, I'd love to have a squirt at that, whether they make it or not, but certainly if um, G-Spot and Skyfall, if they come back into it, I'll be absolutely chuffed uh, for my race, but, whatever they chuck at us will be epic, pardon the pun. Um, so yeah, hopefully uh, in the next, I'm try, I'm try, I've got to find the dates. I, I haven't even really paid attention because I've kind of given up. Obviously the, the one in March didn't kick off, um, and for a while there it didn't even look like it was going to go ahead at all this year. So I kind of lost a little bit of uh, inspiration Um, a little bit drive and all of a sudden it's, it's snuck up on us. It got announced uh, many, many months ago that they were going to do it in October. And it's not that I'd forgotten. It just kind of snuck up. There's really not been any fanfare with everybody on the, the Debbie Downer about, um, COVID and all the rest. So yeah, got that to look forward to. that will be eight days of very long, um, YouTube, um, uh reconnaissance i guess reconnoiter of the you know how that event's going who's stomping who's doing what i'm not quite sure uh of all my favorite athletes who's going and who's not but i guess that remains to be seen Um, and yeah there's still some racing to be done so this weekend just gone uh the racing that was has been exemplary um There's still a little bit left to go, so I'm frothing for that. Well, as I buckle up to get to the last little bit of driving before I have to work, I've got my coffee. I think this is about time to stop rambling. Get on with shit, so you have yourselves a top day or night or whatever it is that you're up to and rock and roll we'll talk to you again later onwards and upwards ciao